0: Hi everyone, welcome to the sixth episode of the First Sound Fantasy Podcast. I'm Lucas Quick, joined by my pal and Patel, and we are glad to announce that this is our first episode with a guest speaker.
1: Hi everyone, my name is Ashray, I'm in 10th grade and I'm a diehard Raiders fan. Ashray here
2: has a sports simulation and sports blog, they're called Sports Tastic. I encourage everyone to check it out.
1: As a part of the simulation, I try to simulate each week's primetime NFL games, that's Thursday night, Monday night, and Sunday night. And for the sports blog i write articles on and off on the nfl nba and mlb
2: yeah you can follow us all on instagram at underscore rick underscore in for lucas at lucas.quick with two k's and for ashray
1: i don't have an instagram yet but i'll work on getting one soon
2: okay we, we have a guest speaker form up also um we also post questions on instagram if you'd like to discuss anything with us here on the podcast. But we're so excited that this is our first guest speaker and you can look for future weeks for other guest speakers or Ashray as well. So Ashray, for your fantasy team, how's that going?
1: Yeah, so it's going well so far. I play in a 12-man PPR league and right now I'm five and one actually leading my leading my whole fantasy league tied with some other people. Right now my team consists of Joe Burrow, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, Chris Godwin, Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper. Dalton Schultz, the Saints' defense, and Matt Gay as my kicker. My bench is also pretty deep, so I'm happy where I'm where where I'm happy with where I am right now.
2: It's nice. Um, how many people are in your league?
1: I'm in a 12-man league. 12-man league.
2: Is it PPR non PPR? Yeah, it's a PPR league. Nice. Um, did you set any waiver wires for this week?
1: Yeah. So this past week, because Dalton Schultz was out with the bye week, I tried to pick up whoever I could at the tight end position. Luckily, Dallas Goddard was available, and with Zachary's recent departure to the Cardinals, he should be a strong play this weekend. Yeah, that's nice.
2: Um, so our favorite player matchups for this week, let's talk about them.
0: So my first player matchup, who I really like, and we'll also transition this when we talk about Monday Night Football, but Alvin Kamara. And we already know that Alvin Kamara has the upside of being a top three running back, but this is the week where he should really blow out. And the Seattle Seahawks are the third worst defense when it comes to rushing. They've got the third most fantasy points to run back position on a primetime matchup They came off just off a of bye week and Kamara had two touchdowns in his previous game against the Washington football team I really think Kamara can carry on his strong performance from two weeks back and can even improve it and have it even be a better matchup this week against Seattle
2: so for this week we've emphasized in um, on the newspaper and articles if you read ours that it's very important that you trade for players who have recent down weeks rather than players who have upside weeks who may have just performed well and you may be overpaying for those players so for this week, the types of players that you should be um, trading for include Terry McLaurin, who had a down week, but who's a very, very good pass catcher. Um, DJ Moore, who started off the season really well. Um, Sam Darnold hasn't been playing well as of late, but in the future, once um, they get uh, maybe c C-Mac back or the team improves in the future, if that happens, DJ Moore will be a good player to bank on. Um, and basically the entire Chargers offense, that basically did horrible last week. Um, Maybe Justin Herbert, as if you need a quarterback, Keenan Allen or Williams uh, for wide receivers who both didn't do too well. And especially Austin Eckler, who's a monster player in PBR.
0: I also think that you should trade for Calvin Ridley. And Calvin Ridley has really had a quiet season to start off with. But coming before his bye week, he was still top five in the NFL in targets in the league. And really, the only thing he's been unable to convert is scoring touchdowns. And if Calvin really can really just fix that issue and finding red zone looks and get out targeting uh, Cordell Patterson in the red zone, I think Calvin really can really put himself back in the top 10 list in wide receivers. I really think he can take a step forward throughout the rest of the season.
2: Yeah, so who, what players should we be trading
1: away? I would be looking at trading away Dalton Schultz and Adam Thielen. Dalton Schultz, as we've known, has been somewhat of a revelation so far as he has commended many targets in the potent Cowboys' offense. However, as they have started to switch over to the run game more and use Ezekiel Elliott, we can expect more down weeks from Schultz where he can't get the same amount of targets. Moreover, they have to feed Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and now Michael Gallup is coming back. So there's already three top receivers in the offense, so Schultz will likely decrease in targets. And we'll we'll also be looking at Adam Thielen, who just had a great week posting another couple touchdowns. However, this is what Adam Thielen does best, and we can't count on it on a week-to-week basis, as the Minnesota offense also has players like Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson, who command targets and red zone receptions.
2: Yeah, Adam Thielen just had a rebound week after two abysmal weeks um, back-to-back. I think this is the week to trade him away so you can get at least decent value for him, as he is like the wide receiver 11 around there in PPR. And I think you can get a good player in return who's better in, on consistency. Um, but let's talk about the injuries. So last week, Kareem Hunt got injured. So what's the impact on fantasy for that?
0: So we do not know when Nick Chubb is gonna be officially coming back. He's still dealing with an injury as well. So I actually was able to pick up Dearness Johnson off waivers. Um, He's playing against the Broncos on Thursday night. The Broncos actually have a pretty solid run defense. But if Nick Chubb is out on this short week, which I will not be shocked if he is announced to be out, um, DeAndre Johnson will be the main back into the Cleveland Browns offense. Again, running backs like these are very hard to determine if they're actually going to be really good or not. Like Darrell Williams, for instance, he played phenomenal last week. He had two rushing touchdowns. And Chubb Hubbard, he had a down week his first week with Christian McCaffrey out, but he was able to rebound back after. I don't know exactly how confident I feel about Dearness Johnson starting this week, especially with a tough Broncos defense. But I could totally see you playing Dearness Johnson in your flex position. And if you're weak on running backs or weak off bye weeks this week, because there's definitely a lot of bye weeks, I would fill in Dearness Johnson into that starting role for sure.
2: So some other injuries. Chris Carson is still an injured reserve. Alex Collins may be injured and probably will miss this week. Um, What about that?
0: So... This, the seahawks are really dealing with injuries which is something we don't really ever see much from seattle they're usually that team that stays healthy and it's more like the niners that are the more injured team in your guys's division but rashad penny he's a he actually is coming off ir unlike these other two guys so if you're chris carson holder and if you hold alex collins i do think it's smart to put rashad penny in your fantasy team just for a couple of weeks i don't think alex collins will be out for too long but in case you need a like emergency start, I'll maybe say Rashad Penny. Again, I'm not 100% confident. We've never really seen Penny as their running back one and as a rookie. He was actually expected to be their future back, which never turned out on what they expected from him. But it's going to be very interesting. This whole Seahawks offense is going to be hard to rely on in the future with Geno Smith uh, as your starting quarterback and now possibly having Rashad Penny now as your starting running back. I don't know how confident I feel about Rashad Penny. He's touched on a pennant this week, in my opinion. But again, if you're empty on your flex position, maybe he could be an emergency start.
2: So some unexpected performance came out of A.J. Green. He had some nice production with the Cardinals. He scored double-digit points um, in five of his seven games this season. But he did really well last week. So what what we should do about that?
0: Um, I definitely think he should pick up A.J. Green. And A.J. Green... You can still see there's some gas left in that tank, and he finally seeing a healthy AJ Green and probably what feels like an eternity. This Cardinals offense has really been clicking in an amazing victory against the Browns. And I don't care if you talk about Baker Mayfield's injury, the Cardinals showed up in that game and they just torched that Brown's secondary. Um AJ Green has been very consistent. He's had a couple of down weeks. But it's definitely a player that you can maybe slowly rely on. He's getting at least five to six targets in most most of his games. He's getting a lot of red zone looks. He scored in a couple of his games. I definitely think that AJ Green could be a wide receiver three maybe. And maybe has the upside of a wide receiver two. He keeps playing just consistently. But I would definitely pick him up, have him on your bench, and have some depth in your wide receiver position. I think AJ Green is finally turning back partially to his old self.
2: So if you want to win this week, do do you have any general advice that we want to give listeners?
0: Um, I think you should just specifically handcuff players with a lot of bye weeks going on. I think this is if you if you're dealing with a lot of bye weeks, obviously, this is the most important waiver wire week, possibly the entire season. Even though there's not a lot of big name guys out there, you should definitely make an impact on your waiver wire to fill in those uh, positions where you're in need to fill in um I, For advice wise, I think you just take advantage of players, by low players. You should definitely take advantage of if you're doing daily fantasy. um There's a lot of quarterbacks out here who bounce back, like Tua Tagovailoa last week. He played very well. And he's playing against the Falcons' de- uh, defense, so that's my advice. If you have Tua Tagovailoa and he's he's still available in your league, I would recommend to pick him up, maybe as your second quarterback or even your starting quarterback, because that Falcons' defense is horrendous. And they've never really been a good defense in general in the past couple of years. I definitely think Tua Tagovailoa can finish as a top 10 quarterback possibly this week. He has the upside. Yeah, that's for injuries.
2: So for bye week specifically, week seven in the NFL has a lot of teams on bye weeks. So I think if your team has a lot of players on bye week, this is the week where building up the depth in your bench matters. So if you don't have depth because you either traded it away or didn't prioritize picking up players onto your bench, I would prioritize getting good um like players off free agency who have upside this week um to start in place for example in one of my leagues um most of my players are either injured or um on bye weeks so my entire starting lineup is now on my bench and my entire bench is starting this week for me and i don't know if i'm going to win or not but i think it's just the way the schedule worked out so for this specific bye week i would recommend that you utilize your bench to its fullest potential And after this bye week, even if some of your players do well, I would still stick to your starting lineup once they come off of bye week.
0: All right, now we're going to transition to our primetime matches. Before we talk about that, last Monday night football, it was a hell of a game. And the Titans um, shocked me, honestly. I thought the Bills would honestly take advantage of the Titans' defense and partially blow them out. But I was completely wrong. And Derrick Henry really put the Titans team on his entire back. They went 34-31, mainly off because the Bills weren't able to convert on a fourth and one. Some people are saying it's controversial, but I just think it was just unfortunate, honestly. I mean, I've never seen a QB sneak happen very often where a quarterback partially slips and doesn't get balance of himself to get that first down. Um, I don't think it was a bad play call, and there's still a lot of people talking about that, but I have a question for you guys. Derrick Henry, he had like over 140 yards and three touchdowns. Would you consider Derrick Henry as the potential running back one for the rest of the season?
2: I would consider but I wouldn't bank on it because Derrick Henry has proven a little inconsistent in the past, I know in previous seasons as well. Um, he's a monster running back. He can score a lot of touchdowns, a lot of big plays, but with the big cl- plays comes inconsistency because... Most of on most of his runs, he didn't do too well in terms of yards per run. However, that one long seventy five yard run increased his stats and made it seem as though each of his attempts was like strong when it really wasn't the case. So I would watch out for that in the future. But he is a really really good running back that you can start week in and week out. All
0: right, now heading down to Thursday night football. Uh, it's it's a very interesting matchup. It's definitely. Uh, Very unfortunate for the Browns, but the Broncos can take advantage in bouncing back after losing three straight games. Um, The Browns currently, Odell Beckham Jr. did not practice today as of Wednesday. He has a shoulder issue. Uh, Baker Mayfield is out for this week with a torn left labrum, and that makes Case Keenum coming back into the starting lineup. Um, This is going to be a really sloppy game in my opinion, but I would still go with the Browns barely. I have the Browns winning 23-21.
2: Yeah, ray what do you have
1: yeah i would personally go with the browns as well 24 21 just given that the broncos lost last week to a raiders team that really shouldn't have known what they were doing with their head coach just leaving i think the broncos are not in a place where they can even beat be uh, injured browns team
2: so i have the browns as well winning 21 17 so it's three for the browns none for uh, the uh, broncos no offense to broncos fans uh, I think Case Keenum is a viable backup quarterback. I think the Browns' offense and Nick Chubb and um, Dernus Johnson is enough to, and also the Browns' good O-line, I think it's enough to still beat the Broncos despite injuries.
0: Now yeah. heading out to Sunday Night Football, we got the San Francisco 49ers bringing over down the Indianapolis Colts, who just came off a blowout victory against the Texans. And the Colts have really impressed me a little bit. More, even though their record isn't the prettiest, they put a fight against the Ravens. Even if they, they, if they didn't choke their lead, they should have won the game. But the Brown, I mean, the Colts are heading to the right steps right now for the rest of the season. Who do you have winning?
2: So I have the Niners winning thirty-eight to seventeen. One because I'm a Niners fan, obviously, and two because I think that even though Lance isn't going to be starting because he has this injury and because of the knee injury, and Garoppolo is on track to play, I think like where the rest of the Niners' offense can honestly do well with Garoppolo and probably beat the Colts' defense, which has been um, like kind of iffy in the past, um, especially against the Ravens. Um, I was actually genuinely surprised, as you were, when the Colts uh, almost managed to beat the Ravens, especially after this week when the Ravens absolutely like demolished the Chargers, when the Chargers were a very high-scoring offense. So if you like do the math, you keep backtracking the Chargers did end up beating the Chiefs so like if you do all that math in your head it makes the Colts seem good by still baking on the Niners winning
1: yeah I would also go with the Niners I'm saying 35 to 28 I think the Colts right now after beating a like historically bad Texans team they're going to feel a little too good about themselves going into this matchup and despite Lance not playing I think Garoppolo is actually a better quarterback as of right now Lance would be my hope to start in the upcoming weeks just for the future but right now garoppolo is consistent it, and when he's able to play he's a proven winner so that's why i would take the 49ers
0: and i am the lone man i am the lone man here and i'm taking a colts upset i um, i like where carson wentz is currently at right now he's definitely improving more and i know they're playing the texans but he did play, play really well against the ravens um just in just the, niners in general just everything just seems out of place right now with their the quarterback situation and whether Trace Sermon or Elijah Mitchell is going to be their running back and Brandon Ayuk not getting any uh, like production there's just there's still a lot of question marks around this Niners team and I feel like the Colts have just played consistently better as of recent time so I'm taking the Colts here 31-28 and our last matchup is Monday Night Football again another interesting matchup due to injuries we got the New Orleans Saints heading down to Seattle to play the Seahawks what do you guys think
2: so I have the Saints winning 40-34 to 34 in overtime because I think both defenses are kind of iffy again. I th- feel like the Seahawks, uh, their run game can really shine here, even though the Saints run defense is actually kind of good. Um, I think that the Seahawks will be banking on their run game. They'll score a couple touchdowns there. Um, I think the Saints offense can do really well against the crappy Seahawks secondary. Um, and I think that especially Marquez Qualaway, can really perform with Jameis Winston um, in this game. Uh, but we'll be talking about this more after we prov- like, you two provide your uh, predictions because next week, Monday, we'll have our podcast out to make sure everyone has time to use this advice for their waiver wires. So, yeah, what are your predictions?
1: Yeah, I would go with the Saints 31-21. Uh, uh, to 21. I don't think the Seahawks' offense is good enough right now. Given that they just scored only 20 points to the Steelers, despite the Steelers being a good defense, I don't think Geno Smith and Alex Collins and all the backups they have in place will be enough to carry them past the Saints, and I see Jameis having a big week.
0: Yeah, I'm going with Austria as well. I actually think the Saints, not blow it out exactly, but the Saints winning 34 to 23. I really think Kamara is going to have a really good week for fantasy-wise. Not because I own Kamara in one of my leagues, but I I genuinely think that this it all sets up perfectly for Kamara to blow up. And I think Marquez Callaway is going to produce another high-production week. I think he catches a long touchdown. And just the Seahawks defense is just not good at all. And their offense has been decimated. Just nothing here convinces, convinces me that the Seahawks can put a fight against the Saints.
2: Cool. So, again, you can follow us on Instagram. If you want to reach out to Usher, you can contact us instead, and we'll reach out to
0: him for you. A great start to our podcast, honestly, man. As our first guest speaker, we appreciate yeah. you coming out here. Um, stay tuned for more. We'll have more guest speakers coming into the future. And yet again, if you guys are interested into being into the guest speaker or asking questions in our podcast, again, feel free to reach out our Instagram accounts that we had mentioned early on to the podcast. But well, we appreciate you guys hanging in here for our sixth episode of the First Down Fantasy Podcast. And man, this season's going by quickly, but I'm glad I'm glad that we're here, man. I'm glad we're here right now. This podcast is taking a step forward. I'm glad that you guys that you guys are here to see the journey. Thanks, guys, for reaching out. And once again, go birds.